Welcome back, welcome back. This is episode four of the Tay Talks podcast. I'm your host, Ante Campbell. And this week we have another very special guest to me, a great dear friend of mine. This person competed in golf and football, and they actually played long snapper, which is a very rare position in the sport. And as they moved on to college, as a sophomore, they joined the Fresno State football team where they competed on that team from 2016 all the way to 2019. Him and his teammates won a lot of games during that three-year stint. They went on to win the Mountain West Championship in 2018, as well as winning two bowl games in 2017 and 2018 in the Hawaii Bowl and the Las Vegas Bowl. The person I'm speaking of, of course, is the great Junior Williams, and we had a great conversation today talking about football, aviation, growing up in a military family, all the things. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Please enjoy. Thanks. So, welcome, Junior. Welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me on. How you doing today, my guy? You know, good. Just enjoying the weekend, watching some football, catching up on sleep, typical weekend activities. Yep, we got some good college football going on right now as we're discussing. So, you know, you got to keep up with that. And speaking of college football, of course, uh, you played in high school, you played in college. We'll get to that. What other sports did you play growing up? Uh, early on, you know, it was pretty much everything. You know, my parents kind of had me in everything. So I was soccer, baseball. They had me swimming at one point, football, golf. I mean, I kind of just dipped my toe in, I guess, in everything at that point and then kind of phased out more towards football and then golf through high school. Yeah. So why did you end up deciding to go with those two as you got older? Um, more so, I guess football, it was just like, you know, it's the thing to do, I guess, in high school. I wasn't, I'll get to actually playing football because I was almost done after my freshman year. My parents kept me make, made me keep playing. But, uh, I think golf was probably like my first sport that I truly like was really passionate about and stuff. So that was, and I thought that I was going to go on hopefully and play college golf, but that never really materialized. And then I kind of just started, uh, focusing more on football as a time went on in high school. Yeah. Yeah. You also played a very rare position. You know, there's not a lot of people out there who uh, grew up wanting to be a long snapper. How did you end up deciding that that was the position for you? Uh, I know you said your parents made you keep playing. I kind of want you to uh, elaborate a little bit on that too, as well. Yeah. So with uh long snapping, that kind of just happened like freshman year, like, I realized I wasn't going to be playing much on offense or defense. And I was just like, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for me to get on the field. Kind of just ran with it, got a little better every day and uh, kind of just stuck with it. But uh, talking about uh, football, I was, I was over it freshman year. I didn't enjoy it. I was just like, you know, I'm going to play golf and I'm going to focus on that. And I remember like they were having team meetings and stuff like that for like 
uh, sophomore football, you know, junior varsity or whatever. And I wasn't going and stuff. And my mom found out and kind of had a discussion about that. And it's like, you will be playing football this year. And so I was kind of, I guess, voluntold by my parents that I'm going to be playing football again. So in in the long game, it worked out, but I was over it pretty quickly. So it's interesting how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like you had a lot of fun experiences out there on the field. So uh, just tell me a little bit about your experience in the choosing Fresno State as a school as a whole and ended up obviously playing football there. How did that come about? Um, I mean, I put out a bunch of, you know, you make your typical huddle highlight tape and you kind of fire all those around. I went to a couple camps. Um, so for me, obviously, I was mainly focused on trying to find a school where I could play football. I mean, I talked to some other schools, a couple Pac-12 mainly Mountain West schools. Um, But that was the one I kind of heard back from the most. And that's kind of just what I ended up rolling with and ended up getting the opportunity to walk on there. So just rolled with the punches and ended up going there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice for, you know, people who are in your position, same position, obviously, uh, good, talented person, just person and player, good, talented player. Um, but now obviously you didn't get recruited to the level that they wanted to in high school. And they're looking for the opportunity to walk on to a division one program in college. What advice would you give to those kids out there? Um, I would say just be persistent. So what I did that I know helped me was, you know, basically set up a template email and then you're just going to send that to whatever schools you want, provide all your information and then call and follow up as much as you can. I mean, you kind of got to be persistent with everything. You know, you got multiple kids DMing these coaches every day, going to camp. So just got to keep sending emails, following up, calling, recruiting office, just do whatever you can to try and get your foot in the door and then just run with it when you get that chance. Yeah, definitely uh, running when it, running with it when you get that chance is the biggest thing. Uh, I think a lot of times walk-ons quickly forget that, you know, you're not as highly recruited and um, you got to just be that much better than the person ahead of you, obviously. And uh, sometimes with that, it's just a grind and you you got to be committed to that grind. And if you're not, like you know, then, you know, it's easy for them to just get rid of you and find the next guy. Uh, Most schools who recruit these walk-on kids to be like, hey, okay, they're going to work hard and practice and, you know, give us a good grade, and that's about it. They don't really see them as much more, which kind of sucks, obviously. But um, there's obviously a lot of uh, kids that get opportunities to play or whatever, and – you see a lot of kids. I know we had kids on, you know, our Fresno State team and uh, kids on our UTEP team that were walk-ons and guys get hurt or, you know, whatever, transfer out or happy with their situation. And a walk-on kid gets the opportunity to shine and, you know, they just ran with it. So I think those two keys are definitely something that you see a lot is persistence and just when you get that opportunity to be there and play for that team, even if you don't ever get the opportunity to really, you know, see, see the field or see the court or whatever. Um, you just have to be grateful for the opportunities that it presents you. And, uh, I know, obviously, I have my own opportunities that I think about what are some of the opportunities that football has given you? 
in your life? Um, I mean, it obviously you build relationships that last a lifetime, I think is the big thing. Um, you know, my roommates, everybody that lived at the uh, North 11th house are all my boys to this day, but also I guess professionally great networking opportunities. Um, it's provided multiple guys that I played with, you know, the opportunity to get into coaching where they can get graduate level positions and then get into the coaching field. So, I mean, it's really endless opportunities. It's just kind of, I guess what you make with it, you know, networking, like I said, is probably one of the most underrated things. I feel like that football provided me and probably many of my teammates as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Networking is huge. You don't even think about it that you're doing it. You know what I mean? Uh, Even I talked about this in my other podcast episodes before, but like, even the friendship that we have is, you know, special one, obviously that we gain from just two kids playing a sport growing up to complete two completely different sports, you know, basketball and football. And, you know, at the end of the day, we became roommates and best friends and we're just walking around the dorms one day randomly. And now all of a sudden, um, you know, we have this long-term friendship and, um, you know, obviously, if you ever needed me for business and I ever needed you for business, you know, we could definitely make that phone call. So uh, networking is definitely a huge part about it. And like you said, long lasting friendships. Um, anything else that you want to highlight about your time at Fresno State as far as like, you know, outside of that? I used to always think about um, the best part of basketball just being on the team outside of the, you know, typical, Hey, yeah, I absolutely love my teammates. I love hanging out with the guys, making new friends, making new, uh, you know, just building new relationships with people and having an automatic friend group as soon as you step on campus. But, uh, a lot of the fun parts used to just be like traveling. Cause obviously I love to travel and like getting on that plane. And, uh, I was just thinking about it the other day, a hotel. I don't remember exactly which one we stayed at. Uh, but when we went to go play Arizona was like, Oh my gosh, like this was the best, <laughs> best hotel I ever stayed in, in my life. Uh, and don't get me wrong. My mom put me in some nice, nice places when we traveled, but it was, you know, just unbelievable resort golf courses like 10 pools it was you know unbelievable so what are uh one of the things that you think outside of those two that you mentioned uh that was really like that you're fond of i would definitely say the traveling i mean you think about it we went to the hawaii bowl i think was it my sophomore or junior year and i mean we got a week in hawaii some dudes on the team have i i mean luckily you know me I was pretty blessed growing up. So I've been to Hawaii a couple of times before that, but I mean, for some of these guys, um, you know, getting a week in Hawaii, I mean, you're obviously there for a business trip, but uh, you're going to have some downtime and get to go tour the Island and do a bunch of cool stuff. And then we went to Vegas the next year for a bowl game week there. So it's tough to complain about that. Um, Those are probably some of the coolest trips though, getting out, getting out of the element a little bit. Uh, I mean, you're obviously, you know, practicing in the morning, but you got all afternoon, just a bunch of young kids running around, living life. Can't really complain at that point. Yeah. Do you have any uh, favorite moments from your, like, time on the f- football field or your favorite moment? Not or. And, and your favorite moment, you know, from just being a, a student, at, like, just a student on campus. 
Um, I think for football, probably winning the Mountain West Championship was a pretty big deal for us. You know, we had a couple of down years and then to turn around and then go win on the road at uh, Boise State, which is always a uh, tough place to play. That was a pretty big deal. And then coming back to uh, all the fans in the parking lot, seeing all that support, and it just shows like, you know, it's bigger than us, obviously. Huge fan base out in the Valley that really cares about us. So that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, what do you think was the best atmosphere that you played played in, in uh, during your time at Fresno State? So we got to go to a bunch of cool places. Um, you know, we played at Bama. That was pretty cool. And then I wouldn't say environment-wise, mm -hmm. but going and playing in the Coliseum and at the uh, Rose Bowl, just two historic stadiums, obviously. Uh, Boise was a really good environment. Uh, Air Force Academy, I thought, was a really cool environment. But by far the best environment for a road game was the University of Washington. I mean, that place was so, okay. so loud. I remember being a couple feet away from my teammates and like not being able to hear them. And it's just like a, it's very scenic yeah. going in, you know, you're going, I think we went over the lake or it's right at, right there against the uh, water the stadium is. So it's really scenic, beautiful drive going in, but that place was just rocking the entire time. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, it definitely looked like it on TV <laughs> uh, at the time. Uh, for me, I probably think I know who was the best atmosphere, and it's no question when this team was good, that their stadium was just packed out loud, and the way it's built has a lot of history as well. The pit. pit. Yeah, you I did. That's Mexico, where you're go. You play at the pit. You play at the pit, man, when they're rocking and that team is good. Ooh, those those Albuquerque fans, man, they get to you. They, they're they on top of you. They're right behind your bench. Uh, student section is right at the end of your bench. It's like, you know, you could touch them. It's, they're right there. So they're on top of you. They're loud. Uh, they definitely have the best atmosphere. I feel like maybe the coolest place that I played at during my time, I think Arizona was just dope. Uh, playing again in Tucson against the Wildcats. Uh, their stadium was just like state of the art. I think Oregon was fun as well. Uh, but back to Arizona, just the way they have like a darkness around the crowd and this floor is like bright and lit up. I always love those courts because it's like a stage, it's like a performance, you know what I mean? And you mm -hmm. really, you can't really point out any one single person in the crowd, but it's like, okay. And their stadium is not too, too big. Um, so when they, you know, when the highlight reels start coming out for them, when they start getting dunks and, you know, hitting transition threes, um, they get a little loud. But, you know, nothing, nothing like the pit. They were definitely the best uh, atmosphere that we face at my time at in college as a whole, UTEP or Fresno State. Okay. So I have a quick question that I was thinking of that I kind of giving to you off the top of your head. I need the Junior Williams all skill position rotation from the guys that you played in high school and in college because i know you played some tough guys in high school and played against or played college. with so against or with i mean you could go with if you want to 
but we can we just gotta go uh, against against with whatever you want. Well, I feel like against is just gonna be the straight Alabama roster. I mean, that was one of the most loaded <laughs> rosters of all time. That was like Calvin Ridley, uh, Damian Harris, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, Najee, mm-hmm. Devonte. I think he was a freshman. Jalen Hurts too. Both played that game. I mean, that that roster was loaded. So I feel like that'd be kind of a cop out answer to be completely honest. Okay, so um, we're gonna scratch. We're gonna scratch Alabama. Take Alabama out. Yeah, that's that would have been who, who we got. Who we got left? Uh. So I'll try and think, I guess, played against, I guess, in college. Oh, man, that's a great question. For I'll probably start with running back and say Alexander Madison. He was pretty nasty at Boise. Mm-hmm. He was that guy at Boise. Um, yeah. Quarterback. So we're not using Bama. Jordan Love, maybe. We played him my uh, senior. Yeah. He, was, he was pretty nice. Uh, I'm trying to pick mm-hmm. receivers. Boise had some good receivers too. Oh, um, what's the Minnesota kid's name? Plays for the Ravens now. Uh, Rashad Bateman. He was on that Minnesota team. He was pretty Rashad nasty. Yeah. Uh, God, you just gave me off the top, so I'm trying to like think back of like. Who else? Yeah. Cedric yeah, Wilson was pretty good on that Boise team. Mm-hmm. He played with the Cowboys. I, I think he's with the Dolphins now. They're pretty pretty good. And then um, I guess probably mm-hmm. one more receiver in there. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if I can come up with another receiver off the top of my head, to be completely That's honest. That's all right. That's all right. That is all right. I like that list. Oh, oh, I got it. It's um, to a little bit. Of Brandon, how you? There you go. ASU. Okay. There you go. Yeah. There's your number one. I you. He was nice in college too. So, obviously, I don't think too many people know about the long snapper position and like your job. So you're out there on punt team usually, or you know, field goal team. Um, on punt though, of course. You are, besides the gunners, you're pretty much the, you know, the first guy down, one of the first guys down there trying to have to make a tackle on most, you know, schemes or whatever, most people's schemes. Um, So who in your career were you most afraid to go down there and try to make a tackle against? Um, I'm trying to think back. I wouldn't say afraid, maybe nervous. Yeah, not afraid. I wouldn't even say nervous. (laughs) It was just more, am I going to get shook? Um, going all the way back to <laughs> high school. Ah, oh, God, what was the kids? It was Deer Valley. They had these uh twins. One of them was it Webster was the last name. They went on to play in the NFL. Uh-huh. They were so athletic. Um, so I'd probably say him for high school, and then at the college level, mm-hmm. I wasn't in. I didn't play that game, but Washington when they had Dante Pettis, he set the record against us for career punt returns for a touchdown. Uh, so it would have to be him. I feel like that'd be kind of disrespectful considering he has the record to, because I mean, our coaches were like, we're going to kick it to him. We're going to kick it to him. And he made about three people miss. And I was like, oh, he's out of there. Like, and he housed it. So Dante Pettis for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Speaking of breaking records, I haven't even gotten the chance to ask you this in person. Obviously, you know, Fresno State has a lot of talent that rolls through, a lot of uh, talented football players. You guys are known for the tradition of being good, winning, competing. And uh, obviously, you know, one one year guy at Fresno State, but Deron Bland just broke the record for the Cowboys. Uh, well, for the NFL, but he plays for the Cowboys of uh, most interception for touchdown return for touchdowns or like we like to call it pick six. How do you feel about seeing, you know, a former bulldog, you know, in the record book now? Uh, I mean, it's awesome uh, for him, you know. Uh, just continue to make plays on the balls all year. He's just been jumping route after route, and they keep trying him and keeps jumping passes and going the other way with him. So I'm sure maybe they'll start going the other way here shortly, start uh, testing somebody else. But it's awesome to see that and then all the support yeah. for him too. Of course, yeah. No, I think I, I see it on my Twitter like every day since he's broke yeah. the record like – Deron Bland, Deron Bland, Deron Bland. Uh, Fresno State really rides. Uh, Red Wave really rides for their people. Uh, so once a bulldog, always a bulldog, as they like to say. Um, I have to think back. Like, whew. you know what I always used to wish I was a part of when I was at Fresno State? When you guys have that big win. You go back and you're in the locker room and you sing the fight song. We got that. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but what is that feeling like when you sing the fight song after a gigantic win? I mean, it's always a good feeling. Like, I don't think anybody's going to complain about a win, but it's always good to get into it with the guys after the game. And then, you know, vibes are good. Then you just ride that into the weekend, rest of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember always seeing you smiling in them, <laughs> smiling yeah. real hard in the videos, laughing out to. with your guys. You know what I'm saying? Have to. Yeah. Okay. So, can you tell me a little bit about what special team practice is like for the guys? You know, at home that don't know what that's like, because I have no idea what you guys do during practice. So, <laughs> tell us what that's like. Uh, we just sit in the locker room and play PlayStation. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so we'll go out there, you know, typical stretch with the team. And then we're pretty much individual the entire day. Like we don't really have a coach overseeing us. So it's kind of just on us um, just to set up drills and kind of work on our craft, get a little bit better every day. Um, mainly the upperclassmen will kind of take control. and Hey, we're going to do this and this and get ready for our special teams periods. I mean, it kind of transitioned like early on when I was there, we would, start practice with punt, field goal, kickoff, whatever we need to do, and then we'd be done for the day. But, I mean, obviously you're still practicing on your own. And then uh, with Coach Tedford, it was kind of everything, just a little bit of special teams here, a little bit of special teams there. So you have all the time in the world to get ready. You just kind of got to practice, and it's just on you because you don't really have anybody overseeing you at that point. Right. That's a lot of autonomy. Uh, that's – pretty impressive though that like what you guys do obviously because it's one of those jobs that uh is very thankless uh no one glorifies you if you you know quote unquote do your job 
Um, and if you don't, everyone wants your head on the stake, you know, if you right. make a mistake or you, you know, miss a field goal or it's a bad snap or whatever, you know, uh, people are really, really upset. Uh, so what is that like having that feeling going into, you know, every single game or whatever, knowing that like, Hey, nobody knows who I am, but if I miss, everybody knows who I am. Or if I mess up, everybody knows who I am. I mean, I don't think you could have that mindset going into a game of like, hey, if I if I miss like you as an athlete, you can't have that mindset. You know, it's I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get the job done and we're going to move on. That's just how it is. Point blank period. So if you have that mindset, you probably shouldn't be in the game at that point, because then you're just lacking confidence at that point. Yeah. Um, I how do you bounce back? Obviously, once you do make a mistake, obviously, yeah, you got to be confident every single time you try to go out there. But obviously, we all have athletes, not all, but some people go through that imposter sy- syndrome where they're like, hey, I don't belong here because I messed up. Or, you know, if people get to them, like, how do you try to bounce back from, you know, we all make mistakes. Uh, so how do you get back from, you know, that place of like, oof? that wasn't great. <laughs> I think you just kind of got to have that next play mentality, you know, um, whatever happened, happened. It's, you can't go back in time and fix that. So it's, Hey, let's make this next one good and keep pushing from there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get back into football, but for now, you know, I really want to talk about your life at home. Uh, obviously kind of growing up a military kid, how did that affect you in your athletic life uh, growing up? Um, I mean, it definitely put structure into my life, I will say. That's probably the easiest way to put it, you know. It's kind of like having a coach at home who's telling you what to do, and it's not really uh, any input that uh, I'm providing. So it's either his way or the highway. It was basically <laughs> the way I learned growing up. So, I mean, it was good for me, though. Yeah. Um, definitely good to have some structure. Do you think that it uh, benefited you athletically? Uh, how do you feel about that? I think it benefited me. Like, cause you know, when you have coaches talk crazy to you, it's like, well, I have my dad at home. So like, I'm already used to this. You know what I mean? Some kids get out, get out there and it's like, oh, the coach is yelling at me. I'm like, man, I've been dealing with that for 20 years at this point in my life, you know, especially once I'm into college and stuff like that. But uh, it was good. Hey, it was good. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. That you, when you learn that challenge at home of like, okay, I got to do things the right way, you know what I mean? Yelling is really going to, yeah, you know, it's not going to make you waver. It's just like, all right, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got to, you know, I just know, all right, I messed up. I got to get back to, you know, doing the things the right way. Um, so obviously now you're kind of doing some, you know, uh, pilot training and stuff like that. And one day you're going to be flying, you know, flying all the planes and getting people wherever they need to go. Uh, what do you think is harder for you, athlete life or pilot life? Um, well, they're both different, obviously. So I would say physically on your body, football for sure. But in terms of studying and learning, 
doing the uh, pilot training route for sure. It's just a ton of studying. I mean, I was a business major, so like school was pretty easy for me. I'm not going to lie. But pilot training is a lot of studying. And then football is just like a physical tool on your body. You know, it's long days, heavy weights, running, conditioning. So it's just two totally different things. It's not really comparing apples to oranges at this point. Yeah. Okay. So getting back to football, obviously you played on one of the most infamous turf in the football world, the blue turf in Boise. And there's been a lot of discussion in the NFL football world about turf versus grass. Which one do you think is better? And, you know, what are your thoughts on the, you know, the injury conversation going on? in the sport right now uh it's grass 1000 percent. i mean the style or the uh scientific studies show it you know all the non-contact injuries uh there was just one so last last night i think jalen phillips uh on the dolphins mm-hmm. had uh got that met life with an achilles um so i mean i think nfl at least speaking they have the money i understand why colleges you know some of the smaller schools and stuff have turf and I understand it for budget constraints, but if if able to, I think grass would go a long ways for uh, player safety and just preventing further, especially non-contact knee injuries, Achilles injuries. Yeah, um, I think I saw Marlon, Humph- Marlon Humphrey talking about it a little bit as well, too, where he was saying, like, hey, like grass, when you drop on it 10 times and versus turf when you drop on it 10 times your body feels completely different at the end of the day and i think that's real like obviously there's a little bit of rubber pellets under the turf and then after that it's really just concrete so uh versus falling on grass and then obviously grass is just a little you know softer than turf in general um and then you've fallen on dirt and it's just more dirt under there mostly you know what i mean for a lot for a lot more space so i agree it's probably a lot better um to just stick with grass if you can if you know i know the the raiders pull in a, a full grass field from you know outside they sit it outside their stadium and let it get the sunlight and then they pull it back in when it's time to uh, to use it for games and stuff like that so i definitely agree that that's somewhere that the nfl should be considering the you know make it a rule that they should all have grass i think it's mm-hmm. i think it's prettier honestly when it's you know you look at those soccer pitches and Europe and you you're like amazed or you look at baseball stadiums you know especially at the beginning of the season and stuff like that they play 162 so it's a little bit harder to keep but uh, they just look amazing and they're like gawked at and uh, you know just beloved so I think football fields should definitely have the same you know attention to detail and care that these other sports have, especially with, you know, it just being a contact sport and it's violent and it's quick. And um, a lot of those other sports are a lot, you know, slower paced and, you know, they know that they have to take care of their fields a lot more than I guess, you know, the NFL appreciates theirs. Yeah. So of course, you know, we're talking about the NFL 
and the injuries and everything that was going on with that. I wanted to ask you, of course, who do you got winning Super Bowl? What are we on? 58? Super Bowl? That sounds right. Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas this year. Early predictions. Not going to hold you too, too much to it. But obviously, if you tell me my Chargers or somebody like that, obviously, Definitely we know not that, that. happens. So, uh, who you got? Um, so I'm probably, as of now, I think I'm leaning 49ers. I mean, I was kind of leaning more the NFC teams, honestly, 49ers equals Cowboys, but I think 49ers at this point, uh, most complete team kind of top to bottom offense, pass rush is crazy. And then, uh, you know, good coaching takes you a long way as well. So probably, probably go with the 49ers. I'm not really feeling any of the AFC teams right now. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty surprising from you. Uh, former, uh, Cowboys fan going with the enemy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rocking with the Niners. I think uh, personally, I I just think the Eagles just find a way to get it done. Um, I know that, you know, they had a little bit of a fluff kind of schedule, some would say, sometime as, at parts of the year. But um, I just think their team just has that narrative where it's like, hey, we didn't get it done last year and we felt like we should have. And maybe a call here or a call there, we, we get it done. Uh, I think they have a team that typically stays pretty healthy. Um, and I hope that they continue to have that health going through. Uh, and I just think they're going to have that hunger. I, I think their team has a lot of dogs and a lot of people who, you know, feel slighted and uh, – disrespect it you know obviously aj brown before coming to the eagles was very dis you know disrespected Devonte smith coming out of college was oh he's too skinny he's disrespected jalen hurts never gets the respect that you know he deserves saying that he's oh he's only you know helped out by his team and he's not actually that good he's not worth it worthy of mvp uh you can go on the list goes on but uh they have a lot of guys on that team that are, uh, should have a chip on their shoulder. And it seems like they've been playing with one uh, throughout this whole entire season. So hopefully they can keep that going. And, of course, now we're going to roll into the music section. But before we get into the RLJ, I did want to ask you, you know, of course, there's Top Gun and, you know, Maverick, he has his highway to the danger zone type of song. And, uh you know, I really became familiar with it because of GTA. I really ain't, you know, watched the Top Gun movies growing up. But, I, you know, I've caught up on them now a little bit. But uh, I just need to know if there were to be – let me let me put it this way. If there was somebody to play Junior Williams in the movie and they had to put a theme song on top of one of your flights, what song would you choose? It would most definitely have to be uh, Hired by Creed. You know, that's a classic – it's been around for a while, and it's pretty uh, commonly played song out here where I'm at. So I'm definitely rocking with that one. Yeah, I think that's a good song. I absolutely love it, obviously, because it's like big in the football world right now with uh, who is that? Joshua Dobbs, right? Uh, Astro, Astro quarterback, Astro, <laughs> Astro, <laughs> Astro back, uh, quarter knot, whatever you want to call him. Um, but. Uh, you know, he had that famous uh, viral TikTok video that uh, went out there with the guy sitting in his basement singing the cover to that Creed song. And uh, sometimes I, you know, I, I'm not a huge, huge rock fan, but uh, 
that cover might be better than their original. I don't know, but you know, I think that'd be a good one though, obviously with the mixture of the football and the, you know, the flying or aerospace, whatever, all the, all the things that intertwine uh, you and Josh Dobbs. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I know lifting is a huge, huge part of the sport. What is the hype, the song that got you hype or got you and your teammates hype uh, during lifting at Fresno State? So I had to go back and like look at the time frame and see, you know, what was dropping at that point. I mean, not for me, but, you know, dudes on the team mm-hmm. used to love uh, Dreams and Nightmares. That's a typical, typical choice. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, though, it would probably be uh, 20 Minutes by uh, Lil Uzi Vert. I think that dropped in about 2017. <laughs> Yeah, that used to get me going yeah. for uh, lifting, for sure. Oh, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Um, for me, I think I had to go back and look at it, too. At Fresno, it was definitely – we had a lot of songs, but it was definitely Big Racks by Young Thug. You know what I mean? That was definitely one of the songs that every single time it came on, that little slime season – EP that he dropped. <laughs> Everybody wanted to hear Big Rack. Everybody was lifting, you know what I mean? Feeling good, throwing a weight around. Definitely broke some records or some, you know, some personal records at least during that, uh, during that song. And then uh, at UTEP, it was probably Baby Birkin by Gunna, which is funny that I had the opposing, uh, the opposing artist there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those were the, that was just honestly like at Fresno, they were big, you know, Young Thug. Uh, we definitely listened to some Mozzie. Uh, that was big for us back then. Uh, SOB, they were definitely big. And then at UTEP, it was mostly like Gunna. And I, Bryson was a huge huge playboy cardi fan so we definitely <laughs> listened you know with him being one of the best players on the team we definitely listened to a lot of playboy cardi and i got dudes lit too all right so now we are off to the section that i very much love it's my favorite part of every episode i, I look forward to this part every single week it's my red light jam. You know a little bit about my red light jam, or we like to call it RLJ. Can you tell me one song that starts with the letter D this week that you're picking for your red light jam? I'm going to give you two, just because I know one's like somewhat country and that's not your go-to. So I figured I'd give you hey, one, one country. Put the people on. I'm, I'm trying to help you out for uh so i'll start with dangerous people by uh morgan wallen you gotta check that one out dangerous by dangerous. morgan wallen and then for my yeah, other okay. one i went with uh do not disturb by drake okay so those are okay do two not you just throw on in the car you know while you're cruising two songs that i like to listen to at least yeah, while you cruising in the car. Okay, so that's why you chose those two. Yeah, those are definitely for the uh, road trip playlist. The road trip playlist. Oh, I remember the 
<laughs> the infamous road trip playlist, you know what I mean? We make it out drive from Fresno back to the Ville. Yes, sir. Definitely remember the infamous road trip playlist. Okay. Whew. Y'all can't keep doing this two 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 song choices to me, okay? Because I be having two prepared just in case on the off chance that y'all pick one of the songs that I choose. But since you did two, and you're one of my boys, I'm going to do two again this week. But I can't keep keeping up with this. But I have a lot for D, so I'm going to let it slide. The first one that I'm going to choose, because I just feel like this person was just somebody that we kind of, you know, listened to and bonded over when we were roommates and stuff like that. Um, A little bit of Mac Miller, I'm going to go dang, featuring Anderson Pack. I think that song is just, it could honestly be another road trip kind of song. It's just one of those songs that I like to as well drive to. But right now, I feel like it's a little bit of a, a reset song for me. Like when it comes on, like it's just like a good, like whatever else is going on in life, it's just like a, oh, okay. We're locked in on this song and just vibing and just like doing that thing that guys do not thinking about nothing else we're just (laughs) just being (laughs) and then the other song that i'm gonna throw out there today is daydreaming by no worries also featuring anderson pack and knowledge it's just same vibes uh just very uh poppy and like as soon as you hear the beat you just it just makes you feel like a little like deep joy. I'll, honestly, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, this is just good. And it's just like one of those songs like that feels like meditation in my style of meditation. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. makes you think about like nothing. You just like you're daydreaming. You're just, you know, that's why it's called daydreaming. You, you know, you're just daydreaming. So yeah, those are my two songs. All right. I appreciate your two. I'm going to have to check out Morgan Wallen's song. You know, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, Mr. Morgan. But uh, <laughs> uh, he came out and uh, he came out and uh, to a concert that I was that I was working. And, um, you know, I'm still trying to find the figure out the appeal. Um, why? I understand, you know, country music or whatever. Uh, we definitely, you used to force me to have to listen to some country music when I was in the shower. <laughs> bring the JV, the big, the big, the big ion speaker, speaker uh, to the, to the, to the eye, to the door when I was uh, showering and forced me to listen to, uh, you know, not Morgan Wallen back then, but uh, what song did you make me listen Probably to? Probably Alan Jackson. To like, Five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Five o'clock somewhere. Uh, what else big green tractor or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's good too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he used to make me listen to a couple. We used to warm up to country. Our DJ used to play country music sometimes when we were warming up in Fresno State too. So, you know, I got a little more used to country music. It's not necessarily my vibe, but all right. I'll check that out. I'll check that out. Okay. So now is the final question. Of course, uh, I just want to know if there's anything that you want to shout out, anybody that you want to shout out for any reason. 
Just let us know. Uh, I mean, you know, all the uh, boys that rolled through North 11th, appreciate all of them, you know, my guys to this day. Uh, my parents, you know, always looking out for me, my sister. That's pretty much it, man. I got a pretty uh, tight circle at this point, so not much to shout out to. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, I feel it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's important to, you know, Keep the keep the family close, as Drake likes to say. Since yes, you since you threw out a Drake song, you know what I mean. Keep the family close. So, yeah, I definitely uh, just want to say I appreciate you for coming on. Of course, um, yeah, a lot of great insight. Um, I think that you know your journey and everything that you're doing is, is special. It's very special. Um, I don't know. I know sometimes whenever I try to tell you, like, dude, like. You, you get all weirded out with compliments, but uh, I just want to let you know for real, bro, like you're doing a lot of great stuff. Uh, keep going. I know what you're, you know, what you're going through as far as like piloting. It's not e- an easy journey. No. Uh, the, but the thing is, I feel like at this point, you're used to it not being easy for you. You know what I mean? We talked a little bit about how you were, you know, walk on football team, whatever. It's not easy. Uh, it's very hard to to come in with the right attitude every day. And you did that for four years and then um, or three years, excuse me, you know, and um, you graduated, you stuck it out even when it was difficult. And, you know, even when the team wasn't great <laughs> and you guys are, you know, not winning games and, you know, you, got, you saw it through from the bottom all the way to the top. And I just feel like that's kind of how your life is going to continue to go. You know what I mean? From, you know, just training to be a pilot to reaching all your goals and aspirations. So I really appreciate you for coming on this week. Um, Yeah. We out.